I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 56 of the T-Row and Frankie Show, brought to you, as always, by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Tommy, I just got a wonderful box of Defense Soap for my tournament this weekend. Um, they send up some samples and they send up some wipes, so I'm excited about that. And then also Dalmer Mats. Uh, Tommy, I had, I had a great time. I actually got to take a road trip last weekend and go to Iowa State, Oklahoma. Um, I'm sorry, Iowa, Oklahoma State. What's up with you? Very, very, very envious. Um, well, I had a good weekend last weekend, but not as good as yours. I'm very envious of your guys' trip. Seven hours to Stillwater with the Flow team in, a, in an RV with Martin and well, company. Well, we, 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 we tried the RV, but we, we, we didn't even make it five miles, Mark, uh, Tommy. And what'd you do? Well, so, we, you know, the, the plan was there was about 11 of us, right, that were planning on going in the RV, and then Bader and Christian had to go up early, so our party was down to nine, <laughs> right? Right. And then one of the guys was six, so our party was down to eight. And then we show up at 8 a.m. The RV's parked outside of the Flow headquarters, and it's, hey, show up at 8 a.m., we're leaving, right? And right. we get there. And, three and this people, is on Saturday, right? This is on Saturday morning, and three people just don't show up. And we're like, what the hell? When did, when did they, you fly? When did you fly to Austin? Fr- on Austin? Friday. Friday or Thursday? On Friday. Okay, gotcha. So, um, so we start calling them. They're not answering. They're, they're ducking the phone calls. We're like these dudes. They're one of those. One of those guys. So uh, yeah, and then Willie got, and then we're, so we debated: should we still? We only have five people. Should we still take the RV? Right? And then we said, ah, whatever. Let's go. And then. Willie got in the driver's seat, and this dude was so nervous, right? <laughs> and then there was this really awful weather in Oklahoma, and I, I was just, I, I don't, I don't know if this is gonna work out. You know, we're gonna have to take it back. Yeah, you can have that. So, uh, so we ended up, we did not even get on the highway. We just went straight back to the RV dealership. We got there before it even opened. So, while that was happening. I took an Uber to the airport, rented an SUV, drove back and picked those guys up as they changed out the RV. Wow. Wow. Well, that's cool. That's still a good story. Then did you have a good trip from that point on? Yeah, that was really good. I mean, and and thankfully, this weather, Tommy, I never seen anything like it. There was a couple tornadoes in Texas. The rain was insane. We had this one dude. uh, We were driving, and there was, like, standing water a bunch of places on the highway. And one, Uh this guy just left his car. It was just in the water, and then like a couple hundred feet later, we just saw this guy like walking on the road. Jeez! He drove into the. So pump, these three stop. people, these these three people that didn't go to the duel, are they flow employees? And they yes. Flaked. Yes. And and the owner of the company, Martin, is with them. Well, I mean, it wasn't a was work with... trip for them; it was a leisure trip. But yeah, you know, still, I, I... it's still weird. It's still weird to flake out with your boss. It looks pretty it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah. And Martin, a wrestling guy. Yeah, Martin actually, uh, <laughs> Martin was, uh, 
Then he 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 did admit later. He said, "You know, I had a really busy week of travel. I I was actually thinking about saying I can't go either, but then you know I didn't want to be a wimp, <laughs> so he went. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Hey, so do you you I know Sion, right? Everybody knows Sion. Yeah, Sion, Iowa State, baby. See, you, yeah, everybody knows Sion. So I walk into Flow yeah. headquarters on Friday, and Sion's there. Is he employed? And there? I'm like, Sion, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I work here now. And then he went on the road trip with us. It was no hilarious. Idea. I had no idea either. So funny. <laughs> but he literally awesome. knows everybody. Of course he does. Yeah, for real. That's pretty cool. So you had a good you had a good weekend. You stayed in Stillwater for the night. Did you guys did you guys enjoy the campus or just kinda of huddle up and uh do a yeah. little pizza party and watch the duel the next day? Well, we 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 went right up to the wrestling room when we got to Stillwater. Um the team was just getting done. I was I was hoping to wrestle with somebody, uh, you know, someone maybe post grad or something down there. I ended right. up working out with uh, Martin Piles and Bader, and we had a little group group round robin going on. And then I went in the saw, uh, steam room with Guerrero and those guys. Um, nice. So I got, I got my sweat on, but not not a really good workout. And then uh, yeah, nothing. Just low key hung out. Uh, woke up in the morning, went over there, you know, watched the teams warm up. Uh, May everything was good to go, and then went to the duel. Well, then... so 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 before we get into the results, just talk about the the environment in Gallagher Iowa because I've never been there for a dual meet. It's one of the few places that I've never been to for a dual meet as an athlete or a coach. Well, so Tommy, I, and it was kind of funny because it was kind of a throwback for me um, when I right. was going down there, and I, I didn't lose the penalty. Back, back and, when there, back when back when there was a Big Twelve and. You know, you guys were actually pretty decent. Ha! Huh. But they were on that. They, what they win four titles in a row or something? <clears throat> yeah, something like that. And obviously, when you're winning, more people show up, right? So I remember wrestling right. in the sold out arena, and then two years later, when we went back and they weren't that good, uh, and we beat them up, uh, there was about half the crowd. So and right, then, of and course. then two years later, when I went back coaching, same thing, about half the crowd. Um, but th- this place was packed. They were excited. Um, Really, and, and so I. What is what is what is what is capacity in Gallagher Iva? Uh, the configuration they had was eight thousand, I think, and there was seventy nine hundred in there. So, so it was very full. Wow. Yeah. It, it awesome. Was, it was really full. Um, started at one twenty five. Every, everyone was uh, you know into it. Everyone kind of knew that was the match. Pichinini actually kept it close. You know, overall, I would say Oklahoma State guys. I think some of them are younger. They did make some really stupid freshman mistakes. Um, Pitching was keeping, you know, he, he really had to keep it to a decision. We knew everyone knew he wasn't going to win that well, match. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, if we're getting down in the getting down in the weeds on the details, I'll tell you one thing that Oklahoma State did in this dual meet that Let's hear it. that that they that they really that Iowa. They, I feel like they Iowa'd Iowa. In what sense? And what I'm they won the close matches oh, more than okay. they didn't. Yeah, there yeah, were that, a couple. That's fair. Of tight, that's fair. You know, and and I and I feel like in the times that I've known Oklahoma State to be Iowa, which is obviously fewer times than when Iowa beats Oklahoma State, it's just because they're they're just absolutely superior, and hmm. and I think they're better now than Iowa. But you know, when it seems like Iowa just wins all the toss ups with Oklahoma State, yeah, defense, it's, a, it's a good point and to make. And I don't, I, I feel like these guys were grittier against Iowa than, than they've been in the time that I've paid attention to the rivalry. 
Yeah, I, 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 cause I would say that's fair. And obviously, I, I do pick on Iowa a lot, and, I, and I've said this before. I, I guess before we get into all the individual matches, and I, I have said this before, is Iowa just does not attack the legs well. They don't. They, they, no. they, they, don't, they do not have a good amount of offense, whereas really— I'll tell, I, you, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you why that's a bizarre comment, even though I agree, Yeah, is that when you watch commentary brands wrestle in college or international— oh, Nonstop Those guys offense. Were chew, they were they were chewing on legs all day long. Yeah, all day long. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, yeah, I mean, Tommy, my my the thing I've said multiple times is uh, is that these guys have not embraced scrambling, and to the point you don't have to make it the focal point of your room, but you got to understand what's going on in there. And right. if you don't understand what's going on in there, you're going to get beaten there. If you get beaten there, you're going to be fearful to shoot because you're going to get scrambled on. It's just going to happen. No one's going to finish clean shots all the time. It just doesn't happen. And so then you get guys right. who are constantly looking for that perfect shot. They're pulling back. They're not shooting enough. And then, you know, we've talked on the, on the polar opposite is these Penn State guys who just they'll, they'll shoot in for nothing and scramble out and get the, you know, and get the takedown um, because they have little to no fear in those positions. Yeah, it's it's chicken to the egg for me. I mean, if if you know you can score, you'll shoot more because the the consequence of shooting is that you get scored on. But if you know that you can just get right back up and go get more points, then you're just more apt to continue to for sure. You know, push the pace. And when you don't have confidence in your offense, you don't think you're going to get to your holes, as Iowa would put it, and you don't believe that you can put up five or six takedowns in a match. Then you know the natural inclination, I think, mentally, is to pick and choose your moments. Yeah, and and that doesn't. I work. think that I would. Yeah, I think they do that to some extent. Now that's not to say that they're not pulling on your head and walking forward the whole time. But that doesn't but work. That doesn't doing. work anymore. I mean, that just. That, I agree. Everyone, everyone's agree. in so much better shape. Everyone understands positioning so much better. Um, that pulling on the head, pushing, it just doesn't work anymore. No, no, I agree. So yeah, so I, thought, honestly, I honestly thought. think Tommy, if if Iowa and the Brands brothers specifically, if they embraced a little bit of scrambling, it's just simple, basic, common positions that a lot that are happening very often, and they just taught their guys these positions, so their guys saw in the practice room, they'd be more comfortable. I think their guys would generate a lot more offense <laughs> quickly. I really think that I, I don't think it would take long. I think it would be quick, but they're stubborn. They don't want to go there. And that's really why they're struggling in in, uh, in the current era. Yeah, I also think that just you know, and we're getting down in the weeds here, but I think that the thought I, of I think our, I think our uh, our fan base, our our, our listenership, um, I think they appreciate the details. I think I think honestly, I think that's what Got they appreciate it. more than anything. All right, then let's keep diving. Um, I think that. Uh, you know, the the culture of wanting to dominate your opponent, although I admire that thought process, when you think of dominating someone, that means you're going to score a lot and you're not going to get scored on. I think these guys are so caught up in not being scored on yeah. that, that, that control is what they seek more than points. And... I think that, you know, Penn State, even though they obviously do not want to give up a takedown, Penn State's kind of the dominant force right now. And even, they you know, are, there's some other are. programs. Well, but, I mean, if you, but but Penn, especially if you look at Penn in, State, individuals, Penn, 
Penn State's got the most dominant individuals. The guys will just go out there and score yeah. a crazy amount of points, and they got a they got a handful of them. I think, yeah, and I think that their goal is to score points, and by virtue of that, they win by wide margins, and by virtue of that, they're dominant. Yeah. But I think that I think that the the the, the lens of Iowa wrestling and some other programs too, but Iowa's the, the topic of the day is that you need to be in complete and total control the whole time. Like Jason Nolf, who is just lighting up the scoreboard, Zane Rutherford, Kyle Snyder, you know, these guys, Logan Steber, you know, trying to think of guys that have been dominant. Yeah. These guys you attack often. You they're, have to attack often to score a lot. Yeah, but they're not in control of every position at all times. Well you know what I mean, I mean Ben? I, I think I, I, I don't know that um no, I don't know that I, I agree with that. I, I, I think from a traditional sense, maybe they're not in control, but the wrestling's going to end up where they want to wrestle, where they want to end up. They're just more comfortable wrestling in a, in a wide variety of situations. So they wrestle through those situations and they win. I mean, just like if you said someone shot, someone shot a single leg on me, you would say, I am not in control, but I don't really mind that person being on a single leg, right? I'm good. Right. We can, I can wrestle there. I can. Well, I think, you know, I think that there's just specific moves and skills and positions that that an Iowa guy would not view as control. For example, Kyle Snyder has a great low single. Sure. I would say that that an Iowa, typical Iowa mindset would be, yeah, low singles work, but you're not in control when you're down there underneath. Well, you are kind of, if you know what you're doing. And that, 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 I, I, no, no, no. I, I agree with that, but I'm saying that their view is like grab a hold of a guy, cover his head, you know, control a tie-up, squeeze his arm off, get an underhook or control type position, and, and stay in that position until you can go to another hold. It's just a lot more uh, rigid type of control. But that, that's an old school mentality. It really, it really is. I mean, when you look at wrestling, you know, today, I, like if you name, like every single guy you named is is so fluid and flexible and has control in these positions where you don't think they have control, right? Because they understand the scrambles, they understand the yeah. details, and it works. Well, yeah, and, that, I, and that's why Iowa's guys can't put a lot. Of, there's one guy on their whole team that puts up a huge amount of points, and that and that's Thomas Gilman, and he does it in a fairly traditional way. And then there will be guys like that, right? But when nine out of ten guys in your lineup aren't putting up points on the board like that, that's an issue. Yeah, and Metcalf was Metcalf put up a lot of points. Sure, too. And sure. I, we're, we're going back a little bit, but he he was he was lighting up the scoreboard too with 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 an Iowa type of style. Yes, but even Metcalf, even Metcalf, he was flopping around out there every now and again. And yeah. I think you need that. I think you need that to truly dominate and put points on the board. You know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. Uh, and I make, like I said, I make this argument with Iowa. I think they could get there fast if they were open to the idea. I really do. I think it's a good point. Maybe you should apply to be the assistant coach. Well, I, I would never coach there. I mean, if they wanted to bring me in for a consultancy for like a couple days, I, I would <coughs> I would try to go open their playbook a little bit. Because Iowa being good is, is great for wrestling. Iowa not winning. I mean, and and if they don't win this year, Tommy, they're not going to win for a while, and their their chances of winning this year is not really looking that great. Um, and, and that's not great for wrestling. I mean, Iowa being good is good for wrestling. So as much as I kind of pick on them, I, I'll cheer. For I them would agree that well. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if the Yankees stink, it's not good yes. for baseball or the Packers or and, the Cowboys. Well, or, and I and I and Iowa doesn't stink. They're ranked third in the country, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. Um, but, you know, the standard for Iowa is winning national titles, and now it's been, 
What? How many years has it been? It's been five years, six years. It's been, been, a, it's while. been a while. It's been what? 2010, 11, maybe 10. Well, 10 Ohio like, State and Penn, oh, Penn State's won four out of the last five, and that's no, one five, that they five out of the last six. Or five, five out of the last, last six, and Iowa State, Ohio State's won one, right? Yeah, so, so. so that's six think, years. Yeah, at least. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so I that's think they need, they need to open their minds. So hey, let's go back. Let's go match by match. We got I, we got okay. the details of wrestling. I, I do think, uh, and I get some messages and some emails. I think people like it when we talk about wrestling that way. Um, and, and so I guess how we got into this whole argument was I said I think Oklahoma State guys were more aggressive, but I think they made stupid mistakes. And we we started out pitching in, and he he kept it close. His his job was to keep that match to a decision. And yeah, I don't I don't think he was going out there to win. I mean, that, you know what I mean. No. So every mistake that he did make was yeah. Well, so so in the third yeah. period, he gets it on a single leg, and I, I don't remember scores. Maybe six three, six two. It, uh, probably six three. It's it's relatively close, <laughs> right? He gets right. Gilman all the way up in the air and then puts him down forward, which then Gilman recovers his balance, sprawls, goes behind, right? So that, right. that they kind of blew it there. Then Gilman cuts him and pitched in and shoots underneath for another easy go behind. And it was like, okay, that that was kind of stupid pitching in. Like, why did you do that? You know, it was totally not necessary. And then at the same at the end this the next match, Cade Brock essentially um, he gave up the one takedown when he tried a spinning double um, when Clark had the two on one. But then the third period, Clark has shown no ability to go underneath and score with the leg attack on him, and he shoots underneath and he and he gives up a go behind takedown to uh, to tie the matchup. And then obviously we know he he escaped with 59 seconds of riding time, which that that this chaos freaking broke loose, Tommy. It was total yeah. chaos in the arena. Um, so so, yeah. So tell me about you know just 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 the dynamic with the whole riding time thing. Yeah. And, I mean, I wa- I watched it obviously. So, but, you know, with the Iowa coaches and you know how, how did all that go? So my general feeling was, and you know, I wasn't staring at the clock, and I really I could kind of see it. He got screwed. That was my general feeling. Like there was no way because I think he was he started at forty seven seconds ride time, so he only had, he had to ride right. for thirteen seconds to get to to get to the point. Um, so. I, my, when it when it happened, my feeling was, wow, he got screwed. That he was definitely on top longer than twelve seconds. Um, right. The, the Iowa guys go nuts. They charge the desk. I, you know, the Oklahoma State guys charge back. Um, they they use their challenge right. And so right. Then, at that point, I go in the back right where Flo's got all the, their whole setup and they're they're watching everything. And I say, hey, let's let's rewind that. Let's see what happened because I I want to know also. Um, right. At this point, I'm feeling he definitely got screwed, and uh, and we watched it. And it was sure as shit, Tom. It was twelve seconds. Right, no right, right, right. It was exactly yeah. twelve seconds. We watched it in slow motion. Twelve seconds. It was like mind blowing. What the heck? How was right. it exactly twelve seconds? So um, wild, man. Yeah. So the ref maintained his decision. So Brock escaped with whatever short time left and wins the match. Um, which not only is huge for the duel, but when you're looking at like going into Going into March, because th- those guys won't wrestle again, right? They're not going to wrestle again, right? Um, so Brock is still undefeated, um, and now Clark obviously uh, still has to wrestle Richards and Tomasello uh, in the big at the Big Ten right. schedule. I don't know whether it's a duel. I think they're duel, um, and then also at the tournament. And Tomasello just got that huge win over Richards. Um, did you watch that? Yeah, that was, he, it had to be a highlight for yeah, the yeah, yeah. He just, he just 
you know, I, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised. I wouldn't have predicted that type of dominant win for Tomasello. I mean, the interesting thing about the Tomasello match is that when you watch it, you feel like it's going to happen again. You know what yeah, I mean? Like well, that, that was the He kicked his butt. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, it wasn't one of those like couple positions, ball bounced his way type of major decisions. Like no. You go out there again and yeah. do it. You know and what he, I mean? Did he get he, what? He got three takedowns and a stalling call in the first period, or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, all over him in the first period. Richards had no gas tank in the end. There really was no position. I mean, Richards is kind of like he's kind of like Tomasello with those high crouches and stuff like that. So, what you saw was, in my opinion, was just a better version of Richards against sure. Richards, and that's usually not a good thing. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, then, so when you look at the 133 layout, obviously Brock, K. Brock does have a, a few tough matches left. He's going to have Seth Gross co- this coming weekend. Um, but he's undefeated right now. So if he just wins out and beats the guys he's supposed to beat, he's going he's gonna to be sitting pretty going into Nationals. Now the, you know, the Thomasello, yep. the Richards, and the Clark, they're going to have to battle out on this Big Ten schedule. And, you know, you, you know say Clark and Thomasello are split matches. Now everyone's got a loss. Uh, right, and then and then the Brock's sitting nice at the one seed. So that not only for not only for uh, the duel, but for seeding purposes moving forward, that was a gigantic win for Kate Brock. I, I agree with everything you said, except for the way that Tomasello beat uh, Richards just by transitive theory. I don't know how Clark's gonna be able to knock Tomasello off, but that's why you wrestle right. the matches. And well, I, 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 so. if, you, if you had if I had to put money on it, obviously I'm leaning Tomasello for sure. Right, right, um, right. And then, yeah, but they'll probably wrestle a couple times um, between the Big Tens and, the, and then the Nationals. Yeah, that that duel, that duel is that duel is in Iowa, which you know some goofy hap- goofy things happen in Iowa City. That's in Iowa in January thirtieth. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. And, and then, um, yeah. you know, the other thing that I guess is the the question mark here still is that there's a. Uh, that bowl championship series where a Big Ten team wrestles a non-Big Ten team. Um, you know, oh, yeah. You, you would think it if, is if a big it, question mark. everything wins out, it's going to be Penn State versus Oklahoma State. But, you know, who knows what happens. So I guess somehow, some way, it could be Ohio State versus Penn, uh, Oklahoma State, and then it would be Brock versus Tomasello. Right. Um, but we, we don't know that for a while now. We'll, we'll talk about that bowl right. championship series maybe next week. Yep. Um, so what 141... Dean Heil, Heil does Dean Heil stuff. He's he, he's not really that exciting. He's just plain boring, but he wins. I I, I don't know. There's nothing exciting. Yeah. And when he, when he was winning, he didn't like try winning anymore. He just kind of sat on it. No um, doubt, yeah. no doubt. But he's good. He's good. He's from Ohio too, so I like that. <laughs> every every time. <laughs> um, yeah, but he lost. I mean, the guy, the forty-one pounder in Iowa. I don't know anything about that guy, but you know. When I watch, when you watch him and his skill sets, you would think the defending national champion would go out there and dispatch him pretty quickly. Yeah, but Tom, but Dean Howell doesn't beat anyone very quickly. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> um, and so at forty nine, this is a match that because I was because I was in the building, um, and there was that environment, I was actually kind of into the match. But I know if I was sitting at home on my computer. Uh, watching on flow, this match would have been atrocious to watch. None of these guys, yeah. neither of these guys wanted to commit to nothing. They, it was just, it was, it was just, it was, Tommy. For as good as these guys are, it was a terrible match. It really it was. was. It was bad. It was bad. It was just, it was just ticky tack, tippy toe type of stuff. I mean, um, neither one really honestly, had a huge commitment to scoring. 
They yeah, honestly, I, 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 I have not noticed that out of Kalika outside of what? this he match. Stalls. Give me a break. Uh, not, 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 not as much. I mean, Sorensen to me. Sorensen is amazing. He's the epitome of what we're talking about yes. with Iowa right yes. now, and um, he's been that way. You know, he's been that way. Whereas Corey, uh, you know, Gilman, to your point, is you know he's he's throwing points up. Yeah, but so this one goes. Uh, it goes all the way as far as far as it can go. It goes. And uh, what was the ride time difference? Two seconds, three. It was something super close. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. I, but I will say that about this match, when I watched it, it just was again. Usually in the history of this rivalry, that's a match. That's the type of match sure. that Iowa win a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying on that for sure. Um, the other thing that I thought was very interesting. So as, as boring as this match was, for some reason the ref did not give anyone stalling calls. Anyone. So when, when you're in this last ride out, and obviously in the last ride out, what matters is the ride time. If you ride the guy you know, longer, you win. And so right. they, they can take a stall warning. And so, right. you know, in, in Kalka's time on top, he was in on the like, and he just let him go. And I'm thinking, like, right. why didn't you just take the stall warning? And then to right. win, Sorensen's on top. you got to be able to at least do something to stall to hold him for a few seconds, right? Grab a leg, grab, <laughs> grab freaking right. something. Right. So I, I was disappointed by the tactics of those guys. I, I thought um, – That is interesting. I never thought of that when I watched, but, you know. Yeah, that's that's tact that's the tactic she'd like to see. You got it. You got to have some tactics in there. Um, yep. Okay, so then you got uh, th- this was my favorite match. I know, and I thought I was going to be right on my prediction, man. Remember that last episode? You because you called Joe Smith. I called Joe Smith. I wouldn't say by a wide margin, but I think I said controlling margin and. No, there was none of that going on. Kemmer is the real deal, and, and I, I, everyone tells me I'm crazy, but Kemmer and Jason Nolf were teammates at Young Guns. I, I think, I just think Kemmer is going to keep it close. Everyone thinks Nolf's going to blow the door off him. I don't think that's going to happen. They, they wrestle tomorrow night at Carver Hawkeye Arena, which may, maybe we can hit on a little bit later. I think that's going to be a close match. I, I really think it is. Uh, you know, even though Are you calling me crazy I'm going to go too? with. You. Oh, um, I'm 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 with you. Even though, I guess I just feel like I don't feel like Kemmerer is going to be in the national finals against Jason Nolf. So I don't think he's like this guy that is the number one contender. So <laughs> who, who would you pick I, then besides him? Because um, when you look at fifty-seven, <coughs> it's, it's not an overly deep bracket, Tommy. It really isn't. Sorry, man. I got a sinus infection. All kinds of stuff. I'm trying to make it through this podcast. Well, uh, Tommy, at least you're not. Uh, at least you're not getting your sinus infection next Midlands. Hey, did Tommy? Did, we we haven't announced to our uh, our fans um, that we do have an eighth member of the Tiro and Funky Mercenary Squad. Did who's you know, the new, Who's the one we haven't announced? We got Tion at 149. That's a big. Ad oh yeah, right yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. No, we gotta. We keep adding on there, and I missed a week of training this week though, because when you're a 35 year old man with kids. You have a sinus infection. You don't wake up at five thirty to work out. So. Tommy, you got to quit it's your been... job to, to get more training in. I think. I know. I got to talk. To, I got to talk to the owner of the produce company and say, "Hey, man, I need December off. I got to. I got to hone in on this Midlands title. See what he thinks." <laughs> the might be good vacation. for the company. I can. I can, it might be good for the company. I can go out there in like a singlet, tomato shaped singlet or something like there that. You go. I hope you don't look like tomato. 
Anyways, I think I think that Joe Smith is going to be in the national finals. With, really? With, uh, what's it said? Yeah, man, Joe yeah, I Smith. Do. I mean, to me, he, he came out hot last year, and there's just uh, I, I don't even know. How, it's it's like there's a little hesitation. There's there's something about him that's not firing on all cylinders at this point, and I don't well, really just, know what it is. I know just, he came off an injury, man. But, man, he's just got to jump levels. Well, he he, he hasn't jumped he, levels. He didn't do that. He hasn't jumped levels yet. He he needs to. I mean, and he's got to do it quickly because I there was just there just wasn't uh, <coughs> there wasn't uh, an urgency to him on Saturday when I, or Sunday when I was watching. There just wasn't the urgency no, I that was... I needed to see, especially when you're freaking Joe Smith, you're the coach's kid, you're in Stillwater. This is the biggest rival. He's been watching this freaking rivalry since this dude was in diapers. And then Kimmerer did show that he's got some hips on him, like you predicted. So oh, you're you're, you're proving. You're proving me right here. He's got some serious hips. So, anyways, that that was a great match. Um, I would like to see a little more urgency out of Joe Smith. Uh, and I'm excited for this Cameron and Nolf match. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people are thinking it's going to be. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I mean, what do you, what is your prediction? Oh, I'm thinking like a 7-5. Eight five nine five somewhere in there. You know, Nolf's going to put points up, obviously, but I think I think Kemmer's going to do enough to slow him down a little bit, and I think he's probably going to sneak a takedown or two of his own. And anybody who's wrestled for a long time knows that they got that practice partner. That yeah, super annoying. It's 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 brutal. Who was your practice um, partner that was? Maybe it wasn't quite as good as you, but like could just slap well, it. Nick Preston. How about him? Well, Did he slow you down? Well, that yeah. So so my the guy that was like that for me wasn't wasn't JV so to speak, but he was a weight class lower than me. Who Nick Preston? And actually, we, we, yeah, we we wrestled four times in actual matches, and he beat me uh, for all four times. Now Nick Preston beat you four out of four. He beat me four out of four, what? and then in practice... How did I not know, you know this? Was, uh, yeah, he beat me twice in high school. And oh, then, high school doesn't count. I, okay. Yeah, one, once once as a red shirt, my, my first tournament of my red shirt year. Okay. But then he did beat me in the World Team Trials like six years later. What year? Oh, man, I forget. Oh, five or oh, six. Yeah, something I, like that. Know, I, I wrestled was, Nick Preston at 185 and also lost That's him. awesome. Nick Preston's undefeated against our show. Forget that guy. <laughs> we should have him on. Let's go kick his ass. So anyways, ass. Nick, Nick, Nick's a really good friend of mine. He was in my wedding, but he and I trained together. You would think with my credentials and his and my size over him that, but man, in practice every day, the days that he really wanted to lock in, it was just, we knew each other so well that it was just like 20 minutes of no scoring. And it yeah. wasn't for lack of trying. It was just, you know what I mean? It was just really brutal to be a part of. No, we that, made that each other better, but it, that matters a lot. Right. I think people are downplaying that in this Kemmer and Nolf thing, but that yeah, that matters. I mean, uh, who you was know, yours, Ben? The one for me was Tyron Woodley, and obviously he, you know, he's pretty famous now, UFC champ. Um, you know, he, oh, he's he, in the media now. He's sure in the uh, media now. He, he, was, he was stirring it up. He was stirring it up yesterday, stirring the pot. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. But you know, again, when, when obviously, and obviously he's UFC champ now. But when you look at his credentials versus my credentials, right? He was a weight class. It's very similar to it's very similar to Nick. Yeah, and he was a weight class lower, and you know right. I was blowing at, at that point in in oh six oh seven I was blowing everyone out of the water. I mean no no one right. was competitive with me. Um, right. And and I just 
you know, I, I would probably get the better of him more often than I didn't, but I never kicked his butt. I mean, I never put it on right. him like I put it on most of the guys that wrestle. Well, that it, it, never it, happened it, it one just, time. It just, it, just it, it explained a lot of things. Just when you got somebody that's good and knows you, it's bad for the both of you. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you just know each other's tendencies in ways that when you compete, it's not an overly exciting match to watch, but it's going to be close. And to your point, I think that that's going to be more true than not with Nolf. I do think Nolf is superior enough to where it won't be this cat mouse shit like like um, maybe you had with Woodley in the room or yeah. that I had with Nick Preston. But you know, because with Nick and I, it was like cat and mouse almost. It was like not very fun to watch, even though we were both working our tails off. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I, I'm really excited for this match. Um, I don't think it's getting as much hype as it should, um, which, you know, which I, is I think, unfortunate. I think you're really on to some geni- a genius uh, genius uh, prediction here because you called it like a month ago, and I don't think anybody's been talking about hey, it. Hey, you know what else I called? What? The Donald. He's, he's taking office tomorrow. <laughs> Same day, same day, same day. Don the Donald, and what? What if Kemmerer upset Nolf on the same day that Donald took office? It would be huge, absolutely huge. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Is that one on BTN tomorrow? I'm not sure if it is or not. It, I mean, I'm just assuming it is. Okay, I, I would hope so. BTN's really dropping the ball on that. Um, okay, so, so the duel kind of slows down. The best matches were in the beginning there. Um, right. 65, we're going to go through these last five pretty quick. He, he does, uh, oh, my God, Chandler Rogers, Assassins, Iowa's guy, which was one of, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. He, he gave me credit for hey, it in an after-match he, interview. Is he related to Dan St. John? I'm assuming he is. I, I would believe so. No, not Dan. Um, Derek. Derek. Dan's the one that wrestled yeah, at uh, Arizona State that is not related yeah, he's from Ohio too, by the way. Boom. Really? Derek is, yeah. Um, and then one seventy four, man, Alex Myers. I I just feel like he's regressed. I mean, he he was really tough a year ago, two years ago. Kretschmer kind of yeah. handled him without much of an issue. Um, yeah. And what wasn't that competitive? Wasn't that exciting? Now one eighty four was a shocker, but it wasn't exciting because it was a blowout. But it was kind of yep. the opposite way. You know, Brooks hasn't been having a great year. Um, Boyd's been having a, a good year. And Brooks kicked his Other ass. Other than his matches with Gabe Dean. Well, but no one's going to have a good year against Gabe Dean. I know, I know, I know. That's like having a good practice against Kyle Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, but so Boyd's been on fire. Listen, Brooks kicked his ass. It wasn't competitive. He cradled him. He tilted him. I, I you know, this, I didn't, Tommy, I remember one time one guy on my team, college team got pinned in a tilt, and, and the coaches tried kicking him off the team for getting pinned in a tilt. Because um, you just don't get pinned in a tilt. That's just ridiculous. You don't right? get pinned in tilts. You don't get pinned in tilts. Nolan Boyd was damn near pinned in a tilt. So, um, I got to be honest, I didn't watch this one. Did um, Did Brooks have the mullet? Yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't, I don't think, as uh, outrageous as last year, but um, there, there was a Well, maybe he's game. gearing up. Maybe he's gearing uh, up. That, that, is, that is a possibility. You are, <laughs> you are right. 
It is a possibility he's getting his mullet ready. You gotta, you, you've got to peak. You can't have that good of a mullet year round. You have to, you know, at certain times of the year, you've got to be ready. That's for sure. Um, let's see. <laughs> Ninety-seven. Oklahoma State wins. Boring match. Heavy. Okay, let's talk about heavy. You probably didn't watch the heavyweight match because you don't like heavyweight. No, I didn't. Um, but I did read the result, and this just speaks to you've got Kalika, you've got Brock, and you've got um, Oklahoma State's heavyweight winning one point matches in in toss up matches. At least I would I would consider them toss ups. And then the only other, the only toss up that I think Iowa won was one fifty seven. So to me, yeah, Oklahoma State went three went three and one in toss ups. They usually don't do that in this, this dual meet. Uh, that's a big deal right there, huh? Yeah, that's my theme for this dual meet. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, where, where the hell was I going with that? Oh, you heavyweight. Were talk okay, about I'm heavy- sorry. Heavyweight, yeah. Okay, so these do these do crap push-out rules, right? So, right. Um, stole literally does nothing but push, right? Does he, uh, does he stole? He just pushes. Just push and push. And uh, Austin Is he Schaefer, a stoller? <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Say, I mean, in my opinion, obviously. Um, well, Schaefer hits him with a really nice sweep single first round, um, first round, first period, and uh, and scores a takedown. First round. First, I was thinking fighting. I don't know. My brain scrambled, and <laughs> and then as 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 the stall just keeps pushing him out, he gets a stall warning, a stall call. Another stall call, right? And so all, all he's got right. is escape and stall calls. He's not going to take down. And it's like this guy's not taking one shot. He hasn't really attempted one piece of offense. The Oklahoma State guy was shooting, albeit unsuccessfully except for once, fairly often. He was backing up, but he was shooting a lot. He was also giving up 50 pounds, right. Tommy. I mean, the, he weighed in at 230, stole weighed in at 277. So he's giving up 50 pounds. Right. So he's kind of getting pushed around, right. but he's being aggressive. He's not stalling. Well, the ref called him for stalling three times, and it was just like it was really so annoying that that was happening, right? Because I didn't feel like it was an accurate reflection of what was happening in the match, right? Right. right. Yeah. So that that was frustrating. So so Schaefer does come through, and he got a t- he got a double leg and rode him out to win the match. Yeah, that's impressive, and that, and again, that's not the typical way that Okie State wins these matches. So to me, you know. I'm seeing something out of this team, and they are—they were already good going into it. But I'm seeing some grit out of them that might carry them through this year. Whereas when the season started, you know, I know, and I guess I was on the outside looking in a little bit because I know a lot of people were high on Oklahoma State, including you. But I just thought that it was kind of Penn State, Ohio State, a little bit, and then even you know I was actually including Missouri more than Okie State. But with the way they've been wrestling recently. It just seems like they're they're putting it together, and they have more to give. Yeah, your point. No, they could. Joe, Joe Smith. Joe Smith has been a little bit underwhelming. Piccinini could come around a little bit better. I than don't he, see him coming around. I mean, I could be wrong. I just don't see him coming around. Nolan Boyd has been a pleasant surprise, you know. So they've they've got this this heavyweight. This heavyweight. He's kind of coming yeah. out of you know not not the woodwork, so to speak. But no, he just, is. I mean, know, he he was not, he, and and that's one thing that uh, Oklahoma State's doing that I don't feel like they've always been great at, but. Uh, 97 was not a highly recruited guy. 84 was not a highly recruited guy. Heavy was not a highly recruited guy. So they're ma- they're making something of these guys who who weren't you know blue chip type recruits. Well, I would say that if there's a weight category that you can take a second 
tier recruit and make him a stud, you're more likely to do that with upperweights than you are middle to lightweights. Yeah, I mean, especially at heavyweight, because one of the things that happens at heavyweight is a lot of the better guys, they don't wrestle year-round, so they, they don't get ranked and stuff, right? I mean, I know... I got one. Guy well, they also coach. don't. They also they also just haven't. They also just haven't developed technically. Well, that, you know, it's that not also, as much of a sure. technical. You know what I mean? So that just, they just there's more to more to develop on. You know? Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like it's a little bit of both. I feel like some of these heavyweights they just they're so good at a lot of things. So they they play different sports. Whereas the smaller guy, um, you know, he's just wrestling. So they're seeing him all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're specialists. By they're specialists by the time they're 14. Whereas most upperweights. You know, I haven't specialized in wrestling until they go to college. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it makes oh. perfect sense. Um, okay, so we we talked about Iowa, Oklahoma State. We talked about um, uh, Thomasell Thomas over <laughs> Thomasell over Richards, which Richard. is something I want to talk about. Uh, Missouri got some good wins. They beat up our Cornell, Eastern Michigan. Yeah, baby. And Coming around, man. Someone Coming else. around, Benny. I, I, yeah, I, I hope they that. come around. So I'm going to the Oklahoma State versus Missouri duel on January 27th. It's alumni night. And, man, I hope they come around because, you know, Oklahoma State looked really good last weekend, and Missouri's going to have to – they're going to have to bring the heat to take them out. Right. They're really going well, to have to they took them out, if they took them out, that would be – That'd be a huge deal. And, you know, it's a possibility. It really is when you, when you look match by match. Um, <laughs> Barlow's been having a rough year, but he, you know, he was almost all American last year. He can, he can beat Piccanini. Yep. And then 33, the, you know, the guy, um, Ernest, he is now starting. Uh, he, you know, he's Give it to Brock. Yeah, he's at 12, 12 ranks, so he's not good. 41, you give to Heil. Um, Mays has beaten Kalka more times than he hasn't, but that's a toss-up. Right. Um, 57, Joe Smith's ranked 5. Joey Valley 6, so that's a close one. Um, toss up. Toss up. Chandler Rogers, Daniel Lewis. Daniel Lewis has beat him every time except the scuffle where he got reversed and pinned. So that that's a possibility. And then um, 74, 84, you're probably looking at eh, not, not a good opportunity to win there. And then 97, obviously, Jane's going to win. So um, the path to them winning is it's it's tough. It's there. It's tough, but it's there. It could be done. It's there. It's, it's there. there, yep. So um, you want to talk about Iowa-Penn State at all? Or what do you want to? Yeah, hear? I want to go. I want to go through that pretty quick. I mean, I think okay. that's going to be, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you got to give Iowa some credit, Ben. Every time they wrestle a good team, we talk about it. So as much as you don't like them, I mean, we're always talking about them. Yeah, Iowa, Iowa being good for re- is good for wrestlers. Yep, absolutely. Well, so, the biggest thing I want to talk about is Suriano Gilman and the and the viability, in your opinion, of Suriano being able to knock off Gilman. Well, I, I think it's definitely a possibility. I think it's going to be a tight More match. Than it? Yeah. Yeah. Su- what do you think about match. the strength? I mean, I, I think, I think, I think Gilman. I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm taking Gilman. I'm taking I, Gilman by a controlling margin, five two ish. Lots of riding time. Um, I think it's going to be a horsepower deal. You think a lot of ride time? Yeah. Hmm. I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it kind of a real slow match, maybe a three-two-four-three, three, something to that effect. Um, I'm seeing. I'm seeing five-two with like two minutes riding time, really? minute and a half, something like that. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be close. <laughs> I think Suriano has an opportunity to win. 
Um, I, bu- I believe he's ranked number two right now. He's obviously very good. Two or three. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll take I'll take Gilman uh, for sure. Um, but I don't. Th- I think it's going to be more competitive than you. You're, you're kind of saying the score is going to be close, but it'll be kind of dominating. And I think it's going to be more competitive. Yes. Than that. I think they'll be on the nice. third. I think they'll be on their feet in the third period, and I think Soriano will be attempting to win the match, and he'll just come up a little short. That's that's how I'm feeling it. Okay. Well, it's on record now, big boy. It's on record. This show is. <laughs> I get held to it. Um, yeah, that's right. Okay, so then, I got Clark over Gilman. No, no, Sorry, Bob. Cortez is out for the season. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that headline. What's going on there? Uh, I don't believe they disclosed exactly what the injury was. They just said he was going to be out for the season. And he, and he, he obviously he's better than who they have replacing. Um, but I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that he was going to score huge points, anyways. Right. 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 So I don't know that it was a, it was a huge down for them. Um, probably a little bit of a down. So, that, so that, at this point, that's a bonus point opportunity for Iowa. Hey, you know the, the anomaly, the anomaly, anomaly in Penn State's lineup is, is Jimmy Gillibon. Um, man, all these guys go to Penn State and they get so much better. Uh, how how is Gillibon? He, he's regressed in the last two years. Essentially, I mean, he made the he was in NCAA semis two years ago. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But the year he was in the semis, he didn't have the best season in the world, so that's a little bit misleading too. Ah, fair enough. But he just got, he got worked by Colton McChrystal, who didn't place at Midlands. Yeah, I mean he he's really having a rough go at it. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So that you know, and obviously that that's one of Iowa's I'm still, I'm still, spots. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still taking him over Topher. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. But. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe I would. Man, if Jimmy if Jimmy can't win that one, he, he's in trouble. Right, he really right, is. right. Uh, Forty nine. We've seen this one before. It's going to be Rutherford. It's not going to be that exciting. Um, you think Rutherford will bonus? I'd say me. I'd say like uh, twelve to two. So he is going to bonus. I, I would say yes. I w- he's got he's got a I bonus say- every match this year, correct? I don't think he's going to bonus in Iowa City. You don't think so? He'll be in complete and utter control. It won't even be close, but I don't think he's going to bonus. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Wow. I think, I think I'm, I'm calling 12 2 major. Major decision. I'm calling, I'm saying 7 yeah, 1. Yeah, let's hear it. 7 1? Nah, to one. he's scoring more points than 7. 7 to 1 with 8 minutes riding time. Well, A, that's not even a possibility. But, but Tom, I, th- I think you're you off on point. this one, Tommy. I think you're off on this one. No major. No major. That's my prediction. No major. All right. And then, so I, we, we talked about 57 at length. And and then the the other the other good match here is uh, is Nickel versus Brooks. Brooks just had that huge win over yeah. uh, Nolan Boyd. Nickel's been on fire the entire season. Um. So, so that you know, that's a big match. I, I don't, I can't see Nickel not winning. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm blind I, to I'm it, or maybe I'm, I'm with you. I actually, I've, I've, I've been on record the past couple of years when we bring up Bo Nickel. I, I've talked about some deficiencies. Um, he's been on fire this year. I mean, right? He is. He is. He just beat. You know, he just beat. He just beat. Uh, he just beat Timmy Dudley. Right. Still the same deficiencies in my opinion, though, but it might not matter at the collegiate level. But at any rate, what I was getting at was what he is good at is perfect for 
Brooks's style. Because so, Brooks likes wrestling for the underhook. And yeah, so I just yeah, I'm just I'm just taking Bo Nickel pretty easy here. Taking Bo Nickel. What score? I'm going major. Uh so we're talking like thirteen five? Something like that, yeah. What about really? you? Uh I'm gonna go closer. I'm I'm gonna go Brooks slows him down. I'm gonna say 8-4, 8-4, 9-5, somewhere in there. I feels like how it's gonna end up. What do you think? Okay. You got twelve. Yeah, you're major. Probably, you're, yours, your, yours is probably better than mine. Nice. Oh, hey, the other big result <laughs> we didn't talk about um, at one thirty-three. <laughs> Stephen Mitchich from Michigan beat. Eric Montoya of Nebraska. That that was a big win for him. That was a nice win, and it, it was a wide margin, wasn't it? Um, was it? shit. I don't remember the score right now. I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I think it was. Can you Google that? I think it was. Uh, I think it was like seven to two or something. Huh. Well, I, and I just thought of that because uh, Mitchett has Zane Richards this weekend. So you know, one thirty three in the Big Ten is is pretty loaded. That's yeah, the Big Ten for you. Oh God. I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> okay, schedule. Uh, let's see. Who, who else we got? Um, anything else you want to talk about, Tommy? Oh, Chael's Who's going to win? Neville? Neville's or Neville's Stoll? Neville's or Stoll? Neville's, Neville's or Stoll? Neville's. Yeah, me too. I agree. I'm with hey, you. I, I said this. I said this to the flow guys. I don't know why I haven't brought this up. I should have brought it up already. This, this is, a, this is a, a big one, Tommy. You want, you want to hear it? I'm ready, brother. I think Iowa not bringing Alex Marinelli out of red shirt is a fireable offense. Why is that? <laughs> hey, you kind of said that like low-energy jeb. <laughs> I, I actually had you on speaker because I was looking at the internet trying to look up that. My uh, play, I'm, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Hold on, I almost got it. And uh, So then I turned it off the speaker and said, why is that? <laughs> Oh, 13-7. So you're right. It was decisive. Four takedowns. Yeah, I knew. Was, I, that's wow. pretty impressive. That's right impressive. There, man. That's, that's a big impressive. deal. And you know you know who um, gives uh, Tomasello fits is Mitchich. Yeah. And uh, you know, all those guys are going to have to wrestle again in the Big Ten. I mean, damn. Right. Those top right. four. Okay, so Marinelli. Iowa not bringing Marinelli out of red shirt is a fireable offense, in my opinion. What do you think? Fireable, um, no, but I do disagree with keeping him in red shirt because Iowa is good enough, even though we've been a little critical of them in this episode. They are good enough to win the national championship. Yeah. That is that is the standard at Iowa, and Marinelli is ready to All-American at that weight class. Yeah. Listen, Tom, you're six years out. He, he hasn't won in six years. Six, they haven't won an after in six years. You got four seniors. You got Gilman. You got Clark. You got Meyer, and you got Brooks, who you can't really replace next year. There's there's no big dogs coming in to replace those guys. I mean, maybe one if Spencer Lee wrestles right out of the gate, but you're not replacing all of them. So why don't you just throw everything yeah. you can at it? Kitchen sink it. Why wouldn't you? Why would you throw the kitchen sink at it? Well. It's pretty insightful, Ben, and I, I do agree with you. Other than that, it's a fireable offense. I mean, well, Zaleski got fired, and Zaleski only had not won a national title in three years. Remember, right? And we're on six now. 
So this is seven. If he doesn't win this year, it's seven. Right. And Iowa's um, guy, let me see if Iowa's guy's even ranked it that way. We, he, they have the 19th ranked guy at that weight class. He's a, he's also a freshman. Um, why wouldn't you just put him in? I mean, this is not uh, amazing. I think I think Marinelli would All-American, don't it's you? It's not an amazing weight class. I could definitely see him All-American. I mean, you have, you have other freshmen, Vincenzo Joseph in Valencia in the top eight. Um, Chandler Rogers, as good as he is, he's hot and cold. Um, who else? You know, those top four are pretty solid. Chad Walsh is, you know, another guy. Who, do you think? Yeah, so, I just so don't see it, why you wouldn't. But then even when you go to 9 and 10, Bryce Steyer and Dylan Cottrell, um, those guys aren't that great. I mean. Is Penn State is Penn State bringing Mark Hall out? I think they should. I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know why they'd risk it because it's not like it's not like they're that much better than Oklahoma State. They really aren't. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State could threaten an All-American at every single weight class, Tommy. I mean, they're not there. They really could. They really could. I mean, I would say 25 is probably their worst chance. But, you know, when you're talking about what heavyweight they're ranked, hold on, I'm going to look this up so I don't mess it up. They're ranked eighth. They're ranked eighth. So he's in an all American position at heavyweight. He's ranked eighth. 97, you're ranked. Okay, 97, he's ranked, he's ranked fourth at 97. Um, 84 is ranked high. 74 is ranked high. 65 is ranked high. 57 is ranked high. 49 is ranked high. 41 is the returning national champ. 33 is ranked number two. 25 is the only guy that's not in the top eight. Right? And he could be. Um, and let's see where he's at. He's at 11. So it's not it's not like he's way far out there either. So you're looking at right. Oklahoma State could threaten an All-American in every single weight class. Penn State's not probably not scoring points at 33. They're probably not scoring points at 41. Um and, and 74 and 97 aren't looking like big point weights either. So, you know, you're talking, well, now your four weight class is down, right? Why wouldn't you right. bring them out? You do. Yeah. I, I think you have to. And obviously, at this point, he, you know, he's, he's proved that maybe he's not guaranteed to win it, but he can compete with the best guys in the country. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. That's an interesting point of view. So I, I said bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. I think you have to. <laughs> um, you got anything else for us, Tommy? No, man, I'm good. I'm excited. To, I think we'll have some a uh, little bit more. Well, the Oklahoma State Iowa match is a big deal. I think there's a lot more. Act, there's a lot more action going on this weekend. So I'll tell you, I, once I'm done with this tournament this weekend that, that I'm hosting up here in Wisconsin, uh, I, that takes a lot off my plate. So I will be. Uh, be a, a little more in tune with what's going on because I've can but between the trip to Oklahoma and, and this tournament, I've been fairly preoccupied. Um, yep. All right. Well, let's let everyone out of here, Tommy. Uh, thank you, Defense Soap. Thank you, Dollar Mats. I'll see you guys next week. You are listening to the T Row and Funky Show, brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built.